and welcome to the show. This is episode 11 of the Back Row Steelers show. Today we're talking running back room in Pittsburgh. Uh, thanks to Tyler Burnett. He's at there. I changed it uh, on Twitter. Very cool Twitter name, by the way, Tyler. I, I love it. So uh, for the episode content suggestion on Twitter, I definitely appreciate it, man. Um, basically, he said, hey, man, why don't you do something about the running back room? and talk about it, the depth and the addition of Anthony McFarlane. And I was like, yeah, you know what, we're going to go for that and see what happens. So I'm definitely here and happy to be talking running back room. Uh, sorry, we're coming out a little bit of a day late here. I had some personal stuff come up, uh, but we're working on it. So uh, I think next week we got another suggestion from Branson Thomas over at the Back Row Texans show for next week's episode, but uh, you're going to have to tune in then to hear it. So uh, hit me up at Steelers on Twitter or Instagram uh, if you have any more suggestions, uh, things that you may want to hear me talk about or discuss or my opinion on for the Pittsburgh Steelers, your Pittsburgh Steelers. You can hit me up again at Steelers on Twitter or Instagram or email me at, uh, let's do BackRowSteelers at gmail.com. Uh, one more quick thing before we get into, into today's topic. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Uh, it helps the podcast get recognition and ultimately to more Steelers fans, which is obviously the goal. So let's share it with your family, your friends as well. Uh, just word of mouth is great. It's just as good as any sort of media promotion a lot of times, especially in the football community, fantasy football community as well. Just, just let everyone know, like, hey, all you Pittsburgh fans out there, just pass the word. So everyone's downloading, listen to the podcast, thank you. Um, again, pass the word, and we're going to have a, a really good time. And uh, definitely keep up this weekly podcast for your beautiful ear holes. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get started here. Lots of depth in the running back room. So we're, that's a huge advantage for the Steelers. We, we've kept the same squad together for like two years now, with the exception of the new face in the running back room being our rookie, Anthony McFarlane. Continuity is kind of the key to success on a team. Uh, I talked about it in our in the defensive episode. I talked about, hey, we got 10 of 11 defensive players coming back. Well, we have a, a running back room coming back, and they're all pretty healthy. So it, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be awesome for them to work together again. Uh, kind of figure out maybe they'll they'll work on some tandem sort of things going on on the field, which uh, I'm going to talk about in a little bit, uh, and what, what I foresee Pittsburgh doing, what I hope they do. Uh, I'm not sure that it, it's going to happen given the history of Pittsburgh trying to use uh, a, a three-down back, but we'll talk a little bit about that here. So let's start with James Conner. The guy's healthy. He's going to lead the way this year in Pittsburgh. I'm going to say 220 to 230 rushes. Yeah, it's a lot. They're going to run him like a workhorse. So uh, 220, 230 rushes, I say that many because, well, frankly, we don't know the health of Big Ben's arm. If he's not actually 100%, they may elect to try to run the ball a lot more, and I could see James Conner leading the way with that. If he rushes that much, honestly, we're looking at for at least – a 1,000 yards rushing, I'm going to say probably close to 1,100 yards, and easily 10 touchdowns on the ground. So for you fantasy football players out there, I know it's tough to trust James Conner, but it'd be good for you to have him on your team. There's no way that he does bad this year. So just I think he's a lot healthier than he was before. 
go ahead and go pick him up in your fantasy leagues. You may be able to trade for him for some pe- like for whatever team has him, uh, unless it's a Pittsburgh fan. I mean, good luck with that. But you may be able to get him for a reasonable price. Let's see here. We talked about his ground uh, abilities here. Honestly, I could see another 2018 stat, something similar to 55 receptions. Uh, in 2018, he was healthier but not stronger, James Conner. Uh, an average of respectable four and a half yards per carry. Uh, this year, though, is James Conner's year to prove it. There is a room full of running backs waiting to get on the field there and wanting to get on the field. So if, if he's going to be a three-down back, he's going to have to do it all. And uh, he's got to do it without getting hurt. If he gets hurt, it, it, it's it's almost the end of his time in Pittsburgh. I think they're kind of at like a prove-it deal with him. Right now, uh, it's contract year for him, so we'll see what happens. Following James Conner up here is uh, Jalen Samuels at number two on the old depth chart. He really had a terrible year as a rusher, uh, like rushing, filling in for James Conner. He managed a whopping 2.7 yards per carry. That is awful. Remember I just said in 2018, James Conner averaged 4.5 yards per carry. Jalen Samuels, two and a half, or 2.7 yards per carry on 66 attempts he did manage 47 receptions for 305 yards though which to me means he's a very good receiving back that could be a a, a very viable option for ben roethlisberger on third downs put jalen samuels in there as another receiving threat i know we have a ton of receivers on the team and options there but when you add a receiving running back that just really just changes the dynamic of the offense and what you're able to do on third and whatever situations. I, I really like Samuels a lot to start the year as the pass catching or third down running back, like I was saying. It kind of fits the style and what the Steelers need to do to be successful on third downs. Uh, the real rushing fill-in behind James Conner was Benny Snell Jr. He averaged a somewhat respectable 3.9 yards per carry on 108 attempts. I, I don't think he's going to be the the running back, like actual running down back, two behind James Conner once McFarlane gets used to the offense. Anthony McFarlane, let's let's be honest, there's not a whole lot of organized team activities happening or OTAs as you're going to see it in the media. The the preseason is the rookies just aren't getting it. Like uh, up to the point of where there's actual preseason games. So right now the they'd be there learning with the team, practicing with the team, doing things with the team. Uh the Coronas put a big hamper on a lot of stuff and I think this year's rookies are going to be a little further behind than we're used to seeing. So a, a lot of the, the rookie expectations need to be uh, tempered down just a little bit. And I, I think we're going to see uh, McFarland uh, get used to the offense a little more as the season progresses. Now, it is safe to say that Connor is a bell cow back when healthy. He's being He's been able to do it all. Uh, the only problem has uh, been just his health. The fans are fed up with his injuries, but they fail to appreciate his style, motivation, and drive to run hard on every play. I, I admit myself, like, God, I wish this guy would just stay healthy. And that that's tough. That's really, really tough pill to swallow and not sit there and understand why he's getting hurt or whatever. And people may think he's frail or fragile or whatever. He's not. The guy just runs so damn hard that he's getting hurt. Uh, he just wants to just kill every play and having a guy like that with that sort of motivation is 
something to be envied on most NFL teams. It's just kind of unfortunate that a lot of times it results in a little bit more injury. If he was out there looking timid or getting tackled easily, the fans would be mad at that too. So they're, they're fed up with him getting hurt. They'd be fed up with him. He wasn't out there trying. So pick your poison. I'd rather have a guy out there trying too hard than a guy out there trying not to get hurt. So you got to appreciate a guy like him wanting to make the most out of every play and wanting to be the best for his team. Uh, what I'd love to see Pittsburgh do is use him as a first or second down back and as a goal line back. Uh, use a pass catching back like Jalen Samuels or even McFarlane, which I'm going to go a little deep on him here in a little bit, uh, on third downs to limit James Conner's work and keep him a little healthier. If you, you don't, if you have a guy out there who's running first, second down, uh, and we don't need to just run the wheels off of him constantly where he has a higher risk of getting hurt, then let's not do it. We have the backs that are proven to be pass catchers. Like, why not do that? Uh, the NFL is going to a running back by committee almost everywhere nowadays. And for those of you that don't know what running back by committee is, that is just that. You have a first and second down back, and then you have a third down back that comes in, and that is your pass catching back. So a lot of teams are doing it, and I, I honestly think the way Pittsburgh drafted this year with McFarlane and the Jalen Samuels pickup, I think they're just trying to transition that offense into something along the lines of using a running back by committee approach. Again, we have the running back room depth to do that for sure. I'd say do it for Connor, do it for Big Ben, do it for the other RBs, do it for the fans who want to see that team go out there and just kick the shit out of everyone. There's no reason that our offense cannot go out there and just stomp everybody. Like Playing against good defenses or not, you can't cover everyone. So let's exploit it. Pittsburgh, Steelers organization, if you're listening, I know you're not, but I really hope someday you will. Go use your weapons the right way, please. The fans are dying to see it. We all want to see it. Get some. We have the damn offense to do it. All right, let's move along. Enough ranting, I guess, about that. Um, speaking of other running backs, uh, don't think that I'm going to not talk about our up-and-coming star here and our draft diamond, Anthony McFarlane. So now again, like I said, I've got my rant out of the way about running back by committee. Uh, let's prove that Pittsburgh is intending to do that running back by committee approach. Not too many running backs elect to leave college after their sophomore year. Yeah, their sophomore year. Most of them get out after like their junior year and they say, I'm going to announce that I am leaving college to go to the NFL. And then that makes them draft eligible. Anthony McFarland did that after his sophomore year at Maryland. I have a strong feeling that uh, the Pittsburgh ties with Maryland because of our new quarterback coach, Matt Canada. He was there in Maryland as a coach. And uh, Dino Tomlin, Mike Tomlin's son, is actually a uh, Maryland Terrapin currently. So there's a good chance that they kind of coaxed Anthony McFarland out of college early, saying, hey, look, like the Steelers want you. They want your skill set. So I, I'm not surprised that Anthony McFarland got drafted by Pittsburgh. It seems to fit the mold. They kind of have a little, uh, we call it like an ear to the floor, ear to the ground, listening to uh, what's going on around them in, in the University of Maryland. So that, that college, they kind of have a little bit more in-depth look at some players than a lot of other teams do. He is uh, actually listed as a running back and puts up rushing numbers to prove it. Um, he is quite quite a uh, receiving back as well. His numbers didn't really prove that. 
but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. So as a freshman, he rushed 131 times for 1,034 yards. Folks, that is 7.9 yards per carry in the Big Ten. Big Ten defenses are no slouch. 7.9 yards per carry. Take a minute to think about that. 131 rushes, 1,034 yards as a freshman. So as is, is, uh, what am I trying to say? As a freshman, he had four touchdowns. As a sophomore, he rushed 114 times for only 614 yards, but guess what? That's still 5.9 yards per carry. That's still better than James Conner was averaging in the NFL. Now, I'm not saying that college running backs all come into the NFL and are shining stars and are able to maintain that sort of level of production. What I am saying, though, is that is in a Big Ten conference with really good defenses. So there's a lot of times, like, he'd go out there and just break long runs. That's what he's good at. The guy's got a motor on him that's just crazy. So as a sophomore, he also had eight touchdowns. So the the dude's kind of a beast on the field. And if you watch his tape, the guy just moves. We can expect some regression, I get, like I said, about the yards per carry, but 5.9 is uh, still very respectable because he is tough as hell. He played through an ankle injury his sophomore season that was slowing him down a little bit, so his game speed wasn't quite as fast as when he was a freshman. But the, the, the kicker, the real kicker here, is that he's likely going to be a pass-catching machine. The tape I watched on him catching the ball and his explosiveness is like 0 to 100. The guy just moves. As soon as he gets the ball in his hand, he is either bouncing to the outside, he runs a wheel route really well, goes out there, catches the ball, and is immediately down the field. And I just watch him run away from people. Jump on YouTube. Go watch his videos. You can watch his game tape. Uh, Just watch how much he just runs away from people. The guy is a lot faster than his 4.4440 time on record. It just doesn't do him justice. The guy moves. He basically goes out there, catches the ball, makes the guy miss, and then embarrasses everybody down the field as he's running away from them. I don't think the 4-4-4 is a very accurate time uh, to compare him to other running backs in, in in this year's draft class. He was like third, I think, in a 40 time in this year's draft in this year's draft class. the The guy is just really, really good. Um, his game speed is ridiculous and reminds me a lot of Alvin Kamara. So watch him go out there, run the wheel routes, catch the ball, and then take off down the field and embarrass people while he's doing it. All right, moving on. And apparently Big Ben was a porn and alcohol addict. If you're expecting to hear a lot about that, you're not going to. That's some real personal shit, and the media is all over it. And that pisses me off. Uh, These people are people too. I know he came out and publicly said it. And if that's something that's helping him clear his conscience, so be it. Like, just so be it. I don't understand why it's taking some giant media attention and and everything. Maybe just because there's no news to talk about with football other than, you know, what people are doing or screwing up with their lives. So why not just... uh, Put a whole bunch of articles out about Ben Roethlisberger being a, a porn and alcohol addict. The guy went and got some treatment. Uh, he said, he, I guess, he found God, and that's helped him out a lot. So, so be it. Let him go. He's doing his thing. He's trying to be a football player. I don't really give a shit what he does. Uh, I'm not going to touch his personal life. I don't care. 
And like I said, I just don't give a shit as long as he can play football. So Big Ben, go out there, throw the damn ball. All right, so we're getting close to the end here. I want to give a quick shout out to Gary Shaber for all the support and the positive words. If uh, you guys listen to the other podcast, I'm on the PPR podcast. Uh, my neighbor Joe across the street, uh, he lives right across the street from me. Awesome, awesome dude. Huge Steelers fan. Uh, that guy kicks ass. Oh, he was also on the uh, the AFC North episode that I did, the collaboration episode. Uh, that's the one he was on there with me, and he's pretty awesome. Well, his dad, Gary, is pretty cool, and, and he's shown me nothing but love and support, and his dad's also a huge Steelers fan. He said to me, uh, he's actually here visiting right now, and said, hey, man, he's like, your podcast is real good. I really enjoy it, and, and that makes me feel good. I'm happy that somebody's enjoying it, and that's all I really care about. If one person gets to hear it and enjoy it, you know what? I'm doing something right. So uh, thanks a lot, Gary. I appreciate it. And uh, we're here to make football great again. So that's for you, bud. Uh, And I think that's going to be about it. Thanks again for listening and downloading these episodes. Watching the download numbers climb makes me want to keep making this podcast better and provide great content for everyone. Uh, Again, find me on the Twitter at Back Row Steelers, and you guys just have a have a really good time. Enjoy life. Enjoy what you can. I know it's kind of shitty right now out there. You still got to wear a mask everywhere. That's cool. Go out there. Who cares? Go out there. Appreciate how green the trees are, how fresh the air is you get to breathe. Not everyone goes out and just appreciates life in general. Make that happen for yourself. You can put a smile on your own face. Uh, just everybody try to be good to everyone. Like I said before, everybody love everybody. Uh, and, and that's pretty much all I got for y'all. So I'll catch you guys next week. Thanks again for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening. See you next time on the Back Row Steelers Show. Big Ben Roethlisberger. Huck it, chuck it, football.